Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're the ones trying to understand it. here, 9.34 here on SENZ and love to hear your calls on uh, what you think of uh, this test match coming up this weekend, starting to get really excited actually, to be fair. Uh, I think it was a little lost on us last week because it was uh, all the way in uh, Argentina with Mendoza, but certainly at um, Go Media at Mount Smart Stadium and uh, that's a totally new venue, isn't it? Uh, The All Blacks will feel a bit strange themselves running out on that. Uh, Let's uh, get uh, across to John from Auckland. G'day John, how are you? Yeah, good day, Smithy. Hey, um, just on Gary Stead, totally agree with you. He probably does deserve an extension on his contract, and you know he's done pretty well in the last couple of years. Um, but I, I actually don't think it should be a, a dual role like England and well, England at the moment. Uh, I'll give you my reasoning. Firstly, we don't have the budget of um, uh, like England cricket. We don't have the budget of Australian cricket or the BCCI. Secondly, we only play about six maybe seven test matches a year. And it doesn't look like it's changing under this um, ICC scheduling with everything that's happening for the next 10 years. So if that was going to be a dual role, you'd probably say that it'd have to be a part-time role because you're only playing six test matches a year. John, you actually raise a very good point there. Um, and it, it's something that, I, uh, in terms of a knee-jerk reaction, I never really considered, and you're right, uh, the workload. Maybe um, New Zealand cricket have looked um, in through the crystal ball and said, uh, hey, uh, let's be fair here, it's going to be less test cricket, not more. Um, we're, we're, we're not even, uh, we're looking at a guy, as you say, who might be employed hands-on for maybe, what, seven weeks of the year? Um, planning in that around that um, as well, so you're probably looking you're probably going to have actually his hands on his players for maybe two months of the year uh, do we really need yeah. one? And maybe, that, that's, maybe you've made a very good point there actually. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you know, I looked at it holistically and I thought, well we're not England, we're not India or we're not Australia, we're not going to get as many test matches as the big three and so keeping that in mind and keeping that we don't have the massive budgets of those countries, we'd probably stick to one coach but in saying that, a two-year extension is not very long. Um, you know, the Black Caps, uh, their trajectory has been uh, abysmal and it's going down at the moment in terms of test cricket. Um, and this ODI World Cup will pretty much show where we are in the world. Um, I think we did pretty well in T20 and and we're just going to have to see if our depth can hold at the moment. And um, obviously, if you can do successful at the next World Cup, you know, who knows, he might extend it another three or four years. Um, but yeah, just before I go, I'll just comment on the All Blacks team. Now, the South African team that they've bought out, that is the biggest forward pack in world rugby. Probably barring um, Tonga, which will have a few props at 140 kgs at the World Cup. But barring Tonga, this is the biggest forward pack in world rugby. And I'm 
Well, I might put a lazy twenty on that three dollars seventy they are at the TAB at the moment. But in saying it's not that, gonna, um, it's not going to stay, John. That I, it's, it, yeah. yeah, it's not going to stay three seventy for long. I tell you. Yeah, that's true, mate. But in saying that, I think the All Blacks are probably one of the most fittest international teams in the world, and that's probably where our strength lies. As if we can get quick ball from that ruck, and our forwards can hold that, you know, that front line. Then watch out, mate. Watch out. The All Blacks can rack up a score on you easily. Any team in the world. But we're just going to have to wait and see, Smithy. And hope you get we better, are, mate. John. We are, John. Thank you very much. Okay, let's uh, get across to uh, Dax and Christchurch. G'day, Dax. Good morning, Ian. Hope you're well. Um, look, I might have misheard that clip that you played about Gary Steed, which I think you said was from an earlier interview earlier in the year or last year. Um, I thought what he said was that they were managing the workload of players and about retaining players and also mentioned the same thing applies to staff. So when he's been named as coach, I, I, I presume what he was talking about back then and what will happen is that he, he will just sit out um, at some tournaments, some um, obligations. So in other words, another coach, to stand, I presume one of the assistants will come in. So rather than naming two coaches, I would imagine that Gary Steve will just not go to all um, all the venues and probably a lot of those mm. will be overseas. But that's, that's my interpretation of what, what they said and how they'll get around that managing that workload. I'm not sure whether I heard that right or not. I could be wrong. No, you heard it, you heard it verbatim. Um, you, you actually summed it up well, well, and I think you're probably right. Uh, John made the point too. How much test cricket are we going to play going forward, Dax? Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, uh, are we really seriously going to be involved uh, and week after week after week of test cricket throughout this year? No, we're not. I mean, here's an example for an example. And it, it dawned on me the other day at just how much more test cricket England play than we play. Um, uh, Jimmy Anderson, 180 tests. Richard Hadley, 86 tests. I mean, we're, we're talking about guys whose career spanned about the same time. Um, we're talking about a guy who was uh, pretty fit the whole time. Don't remember Richard Hadley uh, pulling out of too many test matches over the years. But this guy's played 94 more Test matches. 94 more Test matches at this stage. Uh, it's beyond beyond belief that you get to that point. So, and they actually make an excellent point. Actually, they'll share it around a wee bit. They won't have Shane Jurgensen, of course, who's been catering uh, a little bit for that. Uh, he's going across to the Firebird. So, some of the within that uh, assistant coach network is going to get a, have to get up to speed and uh, carry the workload there. I, th- I think actually, to be fair, Luke Ronke uh, has also uh, overseen. A part of the tour, so uh, it'll happen more often than not. Uh, get a uh, Cliff. Morning to you. Yeah, morning, Smitty. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I I think I spoke to you early in the year that the fact that Gary said was wasn't coming on the radio very often. He wasn't talking about where New Zealand cricket was going or what he was doing. And then finally, I think it was about. About April, maybe yeah, end of April, just after the the, uh, the test matches here, he come out and, and I was surprised. He said that his his uh, renewal was later in the year, maybe September, October, and he believed that the coaching position needed separated. That it it was a time now that we either had a 2020 coach or someone who just looked after the test. And, um, and I thought, well, this is good. It needs freshened up. Uh, not that I wanted him to leave. If he wanted to stay and look after, the, say, the Test match team and the, and the 50 over, 
and they brought in a t- uh, someone like, say, Macca. Macca might take over the 20s. He'd still work under with Stead, but he would look after the 2020 side only, and maybe Jake Oram would be the bowling coach, something like that. And they would run the, the team and run it sort of separate, but it's still under the wing, under Brian Stronach as well. He's the high performance. But, yeah, giving him two more years and not saying, well, we're not freshening anything up, basically. We'll just give you two more. I just feel like they've let New Zealand bring it down a wee bit there. I, I just feel that we needed something. I think we needed some of our 20, uh, test players not to play as much 20 cricket. I know they like to get in the EPL and they want to show them their form in 2020. But it just shows what test match, you know, sides like England, India and um, Australia, they can have great games and pull good crowds and get good viewership. And look, we won the test championship. We didn't actually beat Australia to win it, but we did. And now we've got to try and work the fact that we still want to play good test match stuff, like we did here in Wellington and Northern and up at uh, Tarong. What do you mean? Look, you're right. You're absolutely right, Cliff, and I uh, always appreciate your call here. Um, the, the, you know, test cricket, it'll, it'll be interesting to see the shape it takes going forward. Now, they've invented this World Test Championship twice in a row now. Uh, India have uh, tried and, and uh, India have failed. I, I go back to the point where um, a lot of what will happen and be formulated in world uh, cricket going ahead, India will have a major say, and they should do as well. Um, because they provide a lion's share of the money, they provide the lion's share of the interest in the game, um, the hype in the game, they provide the superstars as such, and they, without India, cricket would be, I think, in a pretty sad state around the world. I honestly do. And you only have to go uh, to a cricket match away from home where India are playing so I'm saying you can go to a, a match in Melbourne, you can go to a match in Manchester uh, when India are involved and not necessarily having to play against the home side to see the level of interest in the game from Indian people. Therefore, uh, they are, to me, basically the lifeblood, the lifeblood of, of cricket, and they deserve, um, I, I think, to have a major, a major say and a major play in the direction that the game is going at the moment. Um, you know, they, they can't have the whole say, they can't be the dictators as such, but, you know, I, I think they're very, they're very powerful. We, know, we all know that from a start. Australia, very powerful. England, very powerful. Um, and then, unfortunately, there's the rest, and the rest includes us. And um, that's fine. I mean, we can continue to be very powerful and very strong and very competitive on the playing field, but we just don't carry the weight at the board table. We just simply don't. Um, and the best way we can have a say is to be strong on the field of play. At the moment, I think the West Indies would have no say, absolutely none. They're in a mess. Uh, and, you know, even the West Indians greats uh, who are still around showing some interest are absolutely in a state of dismay. That's what happens. It's 9.45. Take a break back shortly.